I am ready to vote, so is my town. I am voting because it is my right. To me, voting is more than just electing a candidate. It is choosing the right people who have the country's best interest in mind. And these people will implement policies that will benefit everyone. If you don't vote, other people will vote for you and they'll make that decision for you. Remember, your vote, your right. Voting is not just a right, it's a civic duty that you and I have to bring about the change that we want through our leaders and we don't just vote for presidents, it starts with your local area councillor, then mayor and the list goes on. On the 12th of August, I am going to stand strong and bold with a firm vote. I am deciding my leader and you should too. Wednesday everyone uh, it has been the day we've been waiting for to um, air our podcast in discussion today with our guest um, all of you guys have been waiting for this day you can tell from the anxiety and the text messages sent the feedback and the voice messages sent um, over our anchor FM platform as well as Google podcast um, today we're in discussion with um, our guest who you've been seeing for the past um, few days on social media and um we're glad that you guys have been able to send in feedback and you're really excited to um get to hear this conversation and you can always be sure to send in your comments and get to participate at different levels you can get engaged on social media platforms as well as just to send um voice messages via anchor fm or google podcast today ladies and gentlemen we'll be talking to mangala sipomo a third year medical student at eden university pursuing her bachelor's of medicine and surgery She's a humanitarian at heart celebrating a decade. <clears throat> That's literally 10 years of volunteer work with different organizations. Impressive, I must say. Um, she's also currently working as a public relations communications <laughs> personnel for E-Africa Expo Limited and also sitting on the Youth Entrepreneur Association of Zambia Committee as communications and PR executive. I'm not yet done. The list <laughs> keeps on going. <laughs> She sits on the board of a um, STEM-focused organization called Women on Win, while she's serving as vice president, a seasoned upcoming public speaker and MC, and also the founder of Naya Nimuntu Initiative, an organization that seeks to bridge the gap between the less privileged and their access to basic amenities, that is health, water, sanitation, and access to quality education. Ladies and gentlemen, the PR doctor, Mongala Sipumo. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm excited to be here. <laughs> it's really exciting and humbling. Thank you so much <laughs> for the opportunity to be able to share my opinion on issues of national concern. Thank you. Uh, we, we, we are really grateful to actually host you. It's, um, it, it's a rare privilege. Um, looking at the, the basic introduction itself, I'm quite sure it took longer than a minute to just say all that. Um, pretty sure there's something else that we've left out somewhere somehow. <laughs> but yeah, um, we're really grateful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely true. So um, to just just to kickstart off the whole conversation, we um we, we are discussing how can young people prepare themselves in readiness for the August polls. We we understand. This August, um, the whole nation is going to pause, and the, the basic reason why the, um, 
the conversation or the topic today is based on young people is because um, young people are the majority of the nation if, if anything our guest today is a young person am i right very <laughs> great as as youthful as she is um we're, we're able to have these interactions because of that so um Mongala, maybe just to um, kickstart off everything, as people may still be in in, um, in in the mood of getting to know you a little bit better, before we get into the okay. conversation about this, um, <clears throat> tell us a little bit more about who Mongala is. Okay, so I think apart from what you have read from my profile, uh, <laughs> I really do not say this. Okay, like on a personal level. Really, I don't know what to say, but yeah, my name is Mangala Sikumo. I am I'm the third born of Mr. and Mrs. Sikumo. I'm the last one of family three. Um, I'm 22 years of age. Apart from that, I'm currently based in Osaka because of school, yes, but uh, I'm originally from Chicago. I've been around and I've stayed in different parts of the country because of uh, the nature of my parents' job. Um, I'm a Christian, yes, I'm, I'm a born again Christian. I fellowship at New Life Christian Center. I'm also a set apart mentee, yes, so in, I, I don't know what else I should add. Um, I'm a badly present, social outgoing, um, I would say I'm an extrovert, yes, and I love nice things. <laughs> <laughs> you had to point that out. Yes. Yeah, so I think um, in a nutshell, basically, I don't know what else I should add. But okay, that. good. Um, I don't know, but uh, I think you didn't know too that um, I think this is now a conversation between third bonds because I'm also the third in my family, so... But anyway, oh, nice, yeah, nice. That's nice to know. <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's just my first time knowing that you're a third born as well. But yeah. really, it took you that long. <laughs> it took you that long too. <laughs> I know. Okay, this is interesting. Yeah. Um. So, what would you really say about the current levels of participation with regards to young people in the whole governance process, especially in in this um elections that are coming up in the August post? What are your comments and reflections around that? I think this year is pretty interesting. Um, I think just us being a youth at a time such as this is, is really interesting because um, this is the highest, the, the most youthful population Zambia has ever experienced and the highest number of youths that have ever been part of the Zambia and our population. So, um, uh-huh. It's exciting, and I think young people are eager to take part in, in civic and governance um, issues. You know? We've seen different people declaring their candidature for for different positions, especially for the um, the ward positions, the local government elections, as well as the um, parliamentary ones. So I think young people are excited; they are eager to add their voice. I think we can also make a difference to the number of um, youth-led organizations, you know, that are taking the role of um, give, of ensuring that the government gives um, checks and balances, you know. Yeah, so I think young people are ready 
you know, and they're excited. And, you know, youth are, they are a creative and dynamic force of innovation as well as, I mean, we've seen young people throughout history, you know, participating and contributing to different um, important economic and political uh, changes, changes in the system. These young people have been catalysts of change since time immemorial. I think mm. even time that getting its independence, the people that led the fight to freedom are the youth. So, youth are forced to reckon with, and we're excited really to be part of this year's elections. You, you, you greatly speak about, um, you know, the, the youth being a force to reckon with, in your own words looking at the past involvement that they have, um, you know, been in with regards to changing the direction of the nation, be it with regards to the its economic aspect or its, its political aspect as well. Mm-hmm. Do young people really have this power for them to be forced to reckon with? Yes, they do. But at the same time, I think the environment has to be um, made conducive for them to be able to add their voice, you know, because... Um, their participation must be authentic. They do have the power, but the environment should be met conducive, where young people are allowed to add their voice and they are protected as well. They are part of the policy making process as well as its implementation. So if young people are consulted, you know, and policies are being made so that we can have fresh minds, because there's no way really for instance, I would want to buy your clothes. I don't get to ask your size, your Please color do. preference, and <laughs> <laughs> your color preference, and what really is appealing to you, and what you need in that particular time. So I might get you shoes, you know, I, I get you, for instance, a size 4, uh, a white sneaker, but is that what you need? It's a shoe, yes, I've gotten it for you, but is that what you need? No. I need Maybe a size 7. A size 7, yeah? Thank you. Uh-huh. Black or brown? <laughs> Black black you see so if uh if, if policies are uh, custom made or tailor made to meet uh to meet uh the needs of, of youth then you are assured of <clears throat> of them actively uh checking part in governance processes as well as adding their voice so they are ready but the environment should be met conducive with them being engaged throughout the whole process of policy making as well as implementation them being consulted um that, that's um, that, that's that's quite uh, a whole kind of um, you know fresh and genuine view of how to ensure that um, young people are readily prepared with regards to them participating in governance related issues. Um, in, in the past, we've seen formulation of new policies, we've seen formulation of um, um, laws, and the the one thing that would always stand out is. If young people are not participating in high numbers, then they'll probably misunderstand the outcome of, of, of what will be produced after these individuals get into exactly, deciding. Or... because it doesn't favor them. So um, anything for the young people, anything done for us should be by us, you know? So for the youth, by us. So there's no Because I, I think if you don't in, engage the youth really in these processes, it's basically manipulation. And they are trying to tokenize the youth like it's like the example i gave about shoes you know me giving you a pair of shoes i'll I'll go out and say i bought him a pair of shoes but was it helpful to him it would just be like a trophy for me i'll tokenize the whole 
a gift in ID, but was it helpful on your end? No. So I think um, the participation and inclusion should be authentic, you know? Yeah, it should be genuine participation, practicing respect for young people's views. This is also um, important because it safeguards even those that disclose sensitive information. It safeguards and protects them, knowing that they are protected. The system is there to defend them. Yeah, that's um, that's, that's definitely true. Um, with a population of about eight million, um, 17, 17 to eighteen million, that is, young people still hold the majority. Yet we are still having the, the aspect of um, them not being fully equipped to make the right decisions that will benefit them. If anything, um, young people are. Uh, the ones, if they make a decision today, to probably affect their children that they're going to have tomorrow. So, the enabling environment really needs young people to be equipped with um, the appropriate information for them to make these stern decisions, as important as they are. Going to the polls um, this year, um, the Electoral Commission of Zambia um, registered about seven million voters, um, and we we've been get, we've been getting um, we're now in the process of campaigns. We have about fifty six, if not fifty five days to go. Six days. Fifty six days, days, yeah, to to, to, to the polls, and um, it's all it's only it's only till yesterday that the electoral commission of Zambia again uh, put a whole ban on um, roadshows. Uh, but before that, yeah, b- before the, the ban was put on, on, on radio shows for these political parties campaigning, uh, young people were mostly the ones who were in the forefront with regards to you know being found in these roadshows and participating in, in, in acts of violence and, and, and things like that. How really do you look at this situation? If, if we are the ones with the majority and if, if we are the ones... We literally have the whole um, nation in our hands. How do you look at this issue where we are the ones who are also in the forefront of being found in these violent behaviors and all these other issues? Okay, so I think um, first and foremost, your statistics are very correct. I think I can read Yeah, um, I think young people unfortunately um, have been used as tools of political violence because they have nothing to do because trust me you are in school you are a student i'm a student so if i'm occupied with my books and i will not have time to take to the streets and have a panda or a stone in my hands because i'm occupied so i think it is just unfortunate that youth have been used as tools of political violence because of poverty and um, statistics show that uh, half of our population lives below the poverty dotted line, and 45% of that population are young people. They are youth. So it's because they do not have um, access to education, to nutrition, to water and sanitation, quality water and sanitation. This is why they find themselves engaged in such activities. So someone is hungry and they're over the 50 quarter or 100 quarter to take to the streets. Trust me, they'll do anything to make ends meet. So I think the poverty... And the dollar is high. The dollar is at 22 quarter. So I think the poverty levels mm. have contributed to young people being used as to the violence. Them not having um, places where they can channel their energy towards proper and economic development. So it's because of I think I'll, I'll, take, I'll put the blame on poverty and them not being well informed. 
so like i said if you have to find if we have um, recreation centers where young people can go and engage in sports where young people can go and engage in science tech innovations then we will not see anyone taking to the streets because they are occupied so it's because they do not have what to do and because of the poverty level so someone might have gone to school but they are not employed so what do they do they need to pay their rent they need to eat they'll, they'll i think they'll jump on any opportunity that presents itself as um as a way of making money and making influence we are heading towards the post in august and um a critical component has been raised by um, our guest today she, she spoke of recreation and um in as much as it is it has been found to be among us the, lit, the least funded on the national budgets in the last three years um, it is actually key for young people to um, have environments where they can um, just have time to relax it also actually helps reduce um, violent behavior in society um statistics actually show um that uh the in the last three years if we were to equate the total market value of today the far tenders that government bought was more expensive than the budget allocated for the last three years for recreation yeah. I, I i i personally think that's something that government should look at with regards to Definitely. prioritizing spending on young people exactly and we know to say um with, with with reference to the news buzz that was on social media and everywhere on our media platform i was regards to that um concerning the purchase of different tenders you know some people brought out uh, quotations of tenders that were less um that were more affordable than the ones that were purchased at a million dollars each you see so funds could have been divided or would have both um both needs catered for provided that they mm. need um, mm. a priority you know not them just being used for selfish gain for political reasons but then let's look beyond them now because our leaders must also put into account that they will not be in these seats for a very long time you know because change is inevitable so eventually in five ten years to come someone else will have to take over but are they ensuring that the person that's taking over from them is well equipped you know to take Zambia's development to the next level, Zambia's economy to the next level. So people need to prioritize the needs of young people because youth are the potent power of this society. I mean, we drive the economy. Look at the number of SMEs that we have. Going to town today, go to Kamala, go to City Market. The, young, the people that are pushing wheelbarrows, the conductors, the drivers, these are youth. So you will know to say youth are playing a very major role in the productivity of this country. So it's a high time that we are acknowledged and our participation is is authentic, is authentic, you know? Like we are just not used as tokens or part of statistics to say, oh, we have young people, we have, we have done this for young people, but let's have something to show for it. <laughs> Results don't lie. Numbers don't lie. So let's get to prioritize the welfare of youths. And genuinely, yeah, um, I, not I, I, for the I, sake I, of statistics, uh-huh. I think for me. Statistics we've done well. This is why we have these numbers here. But how many people are really benefiting from whatever form of employment is done? It's just a small minority, yeah. less than 1% of the youth population. Um, issues, has been, issues have been brought out. Um, the issues 
to do with poverty that I'm lying, the issues to do with young, po- young people's participation in the whole governance issue, them being equipped with enough information. Um, government needs to really prioritize young people with regards to how they spend or locate their finances to better support them, looking at the numbers of SMEs, which is another critical important with regards to how the economy is driven, um, the SMEs in the country, um, how business is, is, is done, mostly driven by young people. And um, yeah, a lot of issues have been discussed and um, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going um, straight to look at the aspects of in readiness for the pause this August. What should you as a young person uh, really focus with, focus on regards to preparation? Because all of these issues have been discussed. We, we now know that government, you know, we have done good with regards to statistics, but we haven't really done much with regards to growing individuals that really contribute to national society and a lot of things like that. So we're going to take a break. And as we come back, we're going to discuss more with um, Wangala Sipomo on how we can prepare ourselves for the August pause. I am ready to vote, so is my town. I am voting because it is my right. To me, voting is more than just electing a candidate. It is choosing the right people who have the country's best interest in mind. And these people will implement policies that will benefit everyone. If you don't vote, other people will vote for you and they'll make that decision for you. Remember, your vote, your right. Voting is not just a right, it's a civic duty that you and I have to bring about the change that we want through our leaders and we don't just vote for presidents. It starts with your local area councillor, then mayor and the list goes on. On the 12th of August, I am going to stand strong and bold with a firm vote. I am deciding my leader and you should too. Welcome back. Um, we, we are still discussing with Wangala Supermo. She's still, join, still joining us. And um, hot discussion so far. Um, conversation is going on quite well. We've discussed quite a number of things with regards to young people, um, their current positioning in the nation, what government can do best to ensure that all these situations that have been um, spoken about are made better at the end of it all. And um, in this year, the main event for this year Zambia is having is, is that of the polls in August on the 12th and young people are still majority where we are we're keen to ensure that we go ahead and um, cast our vote so going forth Wangala, um, as a young person I think the first question is are you voting this year definitely <laughs> I've been voting for the first time so I'm excited I am ah, voting okay that's good. That, 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 that's really good. Um, you mentioned you're voting for the first time. Is there a particular reason why you're voting for the first time when you would I was have under age. last year? You're <laughs> underage last year. No, not last year. Last year we have been like the previous polls. And I was like, oh, yeah, the, the, the last. Yeah, I was under age. <laughs> I literally thought we vote every year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so Imagine. I was under okay. Okay, that's all right. That's that's all good. Um, it's it's good you're voting. How are you as an individual preparing yourself for for the August polls? 
I'm just keeping my water card very safe. <laughs> <laughs> I've given it self and mute so I'm sure that it's not tempered with but uh, <laughs> what is your answer? I think uh, basically just being objective and um, being objective as well as uh, ensuring that I'm up to date with, with the lecture guidelines as well as the information that's being given out staying safe yeah i think basically that and listening to different manifestos of the i think that's helping me prepare mm-hmm. yeah so basically i think being objective listening to different manifestos as well as keeping my borders that day <laughs> <laughs> okay that's, that's 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 really good you've spoken about objectivity um tell us more in your perspective about objectivity with regards to voting this year because um as I've mentioned uh, there are different manifestos out there of different political parties mm-hmm. how objective really sh- should we be as young individuals in preparation for the August polls okay i think it's very objective because at the end of the day we need to look at which manifesto favors the the well-being of Zambia, which one has the interest of Zambia at heart, you know, in as much as we will get hyped with the songs, with the adverts, with the uh, the positive environment on social media, the vibe and everything, the slogans, at the end of the day, we need to look at what's important. When all is said and done, these songs we played and we've had powerful songs right now, that, I mean, people have come back to I think I've seen people on social media saying it's because of that song that I voted for this political party and now I'm regretting it's because of, of that slogan, a certain slogan that I voted for this political party and now I'm regretting you know, and I like to, to blame the artist but I think it's it's just the creativity of the artist that we should appreciate at the end of the day, but yes you get to look yeah. at um, the, the manifesto, which one favors which one do you feel strongly that this is what you need as a person in order for the country to grow? Exactly. Um, we have um, more than, uh, we, we are privileged as, as a nation, I must say, that um, through our democratic processes, there, there are more than two political parties um, yes, buying, uh, campaigning. Party. Yeah, there, there are more than uh, enough, I must make mention. And um, I, I guess as young people, we get stuck on the aspect of criteria. Um, on what exactly we should look for because bottom line we want things to get better bottom line we want a few changes here and there where we feel things are and you know underperforming or we feel things are not being done right so what criteria must we look at exactly when we are analyzing this so-called manifestos or when we're analyzing the the visions that these different political parties are giving us what criteria is i really don't know is there's like a formula or precise criteria but um, different things appeal to people differently. We have different priorities. So for me personally, I'll look at the great needs basket for the country. 
Currently, the BNB, according to the Justice and the Justice Center for Theological Reflection, um, they are saying that the BNB, the Bredis basket, is standing at eight thousand. Yeah, that's true. And we've seen this, this the BNB um, double in the past few years. So mm-hmm. you have, like, for instance, for me, I'll look at which one, which political manifesto says that either going to maintain or reduce it where possible so if mm-hmm. the cost of living can go down if this 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 is a guarantee that we're going to have more money in our pockets and citizens as well as more money for us to invest back into the economy because currently trust me we've seen people literally living on hand to mouth basis there's no money for investment amount like the, the ordinary middle income family or lower income earning family because it, it, it's um it's basically hand to mouth so if we for me if i can if i can be convinced you know with proper policies someone saying we're gonna do this how they get to explain how they're gonna bring the bnb uh down i'm okay with that if someone is gonna guarantee me a job after graduation or if not a job at least a conducive environment for me to start up my own business as a young person then i'm okay with that so different things appeal to different people so depending on what your air of focus is you use that to base your criteria on you know whether you're gonna go for quite a or b so for me i'll, I'll look at some of those things as well as um integrity and you know the moral fiber of a certain group of people because at the end of the day whatever decisions they make as a government will trickle down to us so we look at the moral fiber the accountability how accountable are these people to the people that put them in office you know are they humble enough to accept their rules are they willing to learn and hear from the people that also has to do with accountability and integrity you have literally um left me speechless at, at, at all of this because um it, it's quite a lot from the food basket to the standard of living to the proper policies um to the accountability aspect and to all of this i think young people should greatly look at all of these issues because they definitely affect them for example you mentioned the, the food basket is now at eight thousand mm-hmm. you know um an, an average income earning family doesn't even get eight thousand per month of monthly earnings that means it's, it's, it's not in, it's not even enough probably around four to five thousand yeah which is which is not enough that's half and a little bit above and there are expenses for if you're taking a child to school for example if you have to buy food um, there's other things you have to spend on and at the end of the day you, you find yourself in debt yeah it's it's um it's a whole mouthful on the aspect of accountability you mentioned um you, you, the young people have to look at the aspect of how accountable the person that they're putting in power is and how if they're also willing and able to learn and listen from the people um this year's general elections is all about uh, from the lowest ranking government official to the highest position in office 
should this apply to even the the smallest units of councillors and um, mayor candidates that uh, are running for for these seats in in August? The rule of law states that no one is above the law at all levels. Um, secondly, people that are contesting at different levels, the local government, the parliamentary, these are the same people that tomorrow then start buying for presidential office. You know, like our current president, prior to him being president, he served as MP. So, if you can't be accountable now, if you can't see your credibility now as councillor, how do we then trust you with the whole country? If you can't be trusted, a small number of people with the word, with the community, we understand. So, it should be done strongly mm-hmm. as well as at all levels because these are people that then become presidents tomorrow. Uh, but at the same time, if you can't be trusted in little, you can't be trusted in much. So, we'll see from how you handle the affairs yeah. of your community at one level, how you have the best interest of a constituency at heart. Then we know to say, okay, now we can trust this person with a whole country. So, it should be done strongly and I think this is where we have different um, organs or different uh, wings of the government now coming into play and different stakeholders in general from non-government organizations, the civil societies, you know, uh, as well as organs and bodies of the government that the SEC coming on board to ensure that those that are not accountable are brought to book. Mm. So I think mm. that's, that's, um, sure. that's just definitely a mouthful of facts. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> this this conversation can definitely go out, uh, it can go as, as as long as the whole day. But um, I, I I can't hold you for 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 um for any longer because um you, you should be running late. I think maybe just to conclude everything, um, we have we have individuals who are young people who have voters voters cards, and um maybe somewhere somehow. They're like uh, I don't know. I don't feel like voting, even though I've got this, you know, important document in my hands. But I, I think if you can just speak to, uh, because we are all preparing to vote in August. How best can one handle um, voter apathy in this situation? Like, um, how is the time? Like, I love the fact that you say important document. You acknowledge how significant this document <laughs> is because. This is the only time <clears throat> until 2026, between now and 2026, whether you vote or not, whatever decision you're going to make is going to affect you positively or negatively. So it's better you, you get to vote and you know, you're know able to own up and we won't see you complain. So for instance, you don't participate in voting and should I hear you complaining and say, oh, you do not have medicines in the hospital? Well, the cost of living has gone high. In what capacity and the audacity for you to complain when you had the choice to change things or to, you know, um, for once control how the government is running things in the country. So I think young people need to resist from water apathy. Them that say, no, I vote for him, he'll be eating with his family. But whether you vote for him or not, whatever decision he makes, will still affect you in one way or the other because we are all governed mm. by this human being in this country. So, whatever decision you make, it will affect you as a young person. So, 
please do not uh, engage in water apathy. I mean, young people are the potent power and potent voice of, of this country and this nation. So it's it's your right, actually. A civic right that you have to vote. So utilize it, make the most of it, make the best of it. Yeah, and um, utilize it, trust me, it's gonna be worth it because. I don't want anyone come. I don't like people that complain but can't own up to the decisions they make. Did you vote? No. Did you register to vote? No. Are you going to vote? No. But then you have those days to stand up and complain about the economy either performing well or not performing well. In what capacity? Because you had the opportunity to change things. So it is your right. Exercise it. So yeah, what about the please don't don't. There you have it. Um do not engage in voter apathy guys uh, i don't think it would be appropriate or <laughs> wake up at six and go cast those votes sleep at the polling station you don't be the first <laughs> carry a blanket carry a blanket and i mean like you just have to vote guys you have to vote even if you're gonna be busy and i'm sure like most employers will understand that day you'll probably spare a few hours to allow their employees to vote and you know, take part because you know this is something that comes only every five years unless otherwise but please get out the numbers vote for your candidate it's that special yeah it's that special yeah um <laughs> okay fruitful and amazing conversations with mangala sifumo today um I, She's spoken quite a great deal from from the beginning of, of the whole podcast episode to um our, our end our end note now, and um I don't know if there are any last words from you, Mangala, you would love to say, as um we we conclude our talks for the day. Um, <coughs> thank you so much for I don't know I'm a bit of a cough, but it's COVID. <laughs> I think it's just the weather. It's been extremely cold. I hope not. It, it isn't it isn't yeah so thank you so much for the opportunity it's been interesting it's been an interesting conversation and um i think in my concluding remarks allow me to quote um seha Lumat, who is president of the national council of the swedish youth organizations uh, and he says young people are not a homogeneous group and we are both a target group and an actor in development cooperation. So we're just not this small group of people, a homogeneous group mm. who have the same ideology and stuff. No, but we're both a target group, even for 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 fostering economic development. We're a target group as well for, unfortunately, being used as tools of political violence. We're still a target, group, you know? but an actor in development cooperation. So we can be anything depending on what environment is created. So we can be a target for economic development, for fostering peace, you know, for fostering unity in the country, and also an actor in development cooperation. So in implementing these policies and everything we want to see, we can be that. So yeah, um, it's exciting that we can be anything. So we should choose to be the best, knowing that whatever decision we make today, positively impact our world you know as as a people as as young people when all is said and done when you go to bed are you still going to be able to sleep physically are you going to be able to sleep at night are you are you sure that your decisions won't haunt you 
So yeah, creative and enabling and conducive environment for young people to thrive should be the goal. You know, young people of uh, being genuinely uh, involved in these governance and civic issues and not just being tokenized as a small group of people, as a homogeneous group of people, or being used for the selfish gain of other individuals. Life is a bunch of choices, endeavor to make the best and participate in this year's August 2021 general elections. Thank you so much, Mangala, for um, being a part of this podcast today. We really appreciate you um, being here. It's, it's been an honor hosting you. And um, people, if you'd love to um, hear Mangala again on the podcast, please do so. Send in those um, recommendations. Personally, I'd love to have her again. I hope she'll be open for next um, engagement as well. So um, it, it has been Zambia Decides 2021. And uh, thank you so much, guys, for listening and stay blessed. I am ready to vote, so is my town. I am voting because it is my right. To me, voting is more than just electing a candidate. It is choosing the right people who have the country's best interest in mind. And these people will implement policies that will benefit everyone. If you don't vote, other people will vote for you and they'll make that decision for you. Remember, your vote, your right. Voting is not just a right, it's a civic duty that you and I have to bring about the change that we want through our leaders and we don't just vote for presidents, it starts with your local area councillor, then mayor and the list goes on. On the 12th of August, I am going to stand strong and bold with a firm vote. I am deciding my leader and you should too.